welcome to the podcast. Many of us are right in the thick of the holidays, so I brought you a little diversion from your holiday gatherings, your to-do lists, and the rest. I won't be talking about anything holiday-related in this podcast. Think of it as stepping out for a breath of fresh air. And if you're listening after the holidays, it's still impressive content. My latest blog post at www.copperrangellc.com covers the extraordinary bald eagle. This past year in my travels, I was fortunate to have several sightings of adult and juvenile, also called immature, bald eagles. My latest blog post on these magnificent birds not only covers important facts about identifying and spotting bald eagles, but also covers the topic of lead poisoning in eagles. It's a serious and tragic issue for this bird, our national symbol. So let's do this. We all know there's something special about bald eagles, the United States national symbol. The bald eagle is a perfect symbol for our nation. They're incredible survivors. They're majestic, bold, and faithful. And they're unique to North America. This year, I encountered bald eagles on a few of my photography travels. Some I came across in their typical habitats, for example, in tall trees along coasts and shorelines. Others were spotted in unexpected and atypical habitats, like at the top of a water tower in Middleburg, Virginia. They graced me with their presence and have motivated me to share a bit of their story. Let's start with some of the basics on these incredible birds. Eagles are one of the largest birds of prey found in North America. They're also considered raptors like hawks and owls. These are big birds. They stand about 30 inches high, which is two and a half feet. Their wingspan is 72 to 84 inches, which is six to seven feet. Anybody who's ever encountered a bald eagle, seen one fly by, knows they are big birds. But one thing a lot of us don't know is that for all that physical size, bald eagles aren't necessarily heavy. They typically weigh between 8 and 14 pounds. And of course, there are often exceptions and there are larger birds. Their physical adaptations for flying is what keeps them light despite their size. Mature bald eagles are easily identified by their brown bodies, which can actually look black depending upon the lighting and the distance from us. Their white heads and tails and their bright yellow beaks also make them easy to identify. Male and female bald eagles look identical, except the female is usually about a third larger and heavier than the male. The size difference with females bigger than males is actually seen in a few other raptor species, including red-shouldered hawks, and there are others. One fact that's a little less commonly understood about bald eagles is that they don't get their white head and tail until they're five years old. That's when they reach sexual maturity. Immature bald eagles are mostly a chocolate brown with varying amounts of white over the body, tail, and under the wings. Because of their coloring... 
juvenile bald eagles are often mistaken for immature golden eagles. I've also seen people mistake immature bald eagles for vultures. The primary prey for bald eagles is fish, though they will take other birds, they'll take small mammals, they'll take waterfowl like ducks, seabirds like seagulls, and dead animals, especially during winter. Their vision is off the charts compared to humans. Their eyesight is estimated to be four to eight times stronger than the average human. They can see more colors than us, and they see in the ultraviolet spectrum. It's believed that an eagle can see something the size of a rabbit running three miles away. Eaglets and immature bald eagles have brown eyes, which turn lighter and more yellow in color as they mature. By the time a bald eagle reaches maturity at five years, it will have completely yellow eyes. So the bottom line is the babies look different than the adults. In the wild, bald eagles can live more than 30 years. They mate for life, returning to the nest in the general area where they were raised. Once a pair of bald eagles selects a nesting territory, they typically use it for the rest of their lives. Because bald eagles are primarily fish eaters, nests may be built near water in tall, sturdy trees with a clear view of the surrounding area. This preferred nesting habitat is also a clue to locating eagles. Eagles may also nest in protected cliffs near a water source. The same nest may be used year after year. It can be over five feet in diameter and weigh hundreds of pounds. Bald eagles are day hunters. However, some wildlife cameras have actually captured them feeding on carrying at night and taking food back to the nest. Bald eagles are truly North American birds. They're currently found in every state in the U.S. except Hawaii and throughout Canada. On a recent trip to Nova Scotia, Canada, I saw more bald eagles than I've ever seen in the wild. It's terrific habitat for them. In the 1980s, some Nova Scotian bald eagles were sent to the U.S. to help reestablish the bald eagle populations in New Jersey and Massachusetts. This was the period after U.S. bald eagle populations plummeted and were nearly wiped out due to human-created pollution and habitat destruction. Today, bald eagles are no longer believed to be endangered, although they remain protected by federal, state, and municipal laws. At the federal level, bald and golden eagles are protected by the Eagle Act, the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, and the Lacey Act. Eagles' feathers and parts, their nest and nest trees, and their winter nighttime roosts are all protected by federal laws. You can read about laws that protect eagles and penalties for breaking those laws at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Visit this blog topic at my website, www.copperrangellc.com, for the links to laws that protect eagles and related resources. You know, I'm so thankful that I live in a country that has the know-how and the will, which is so important, to establish and enforce laws that protect wildlife. But did you know that despite the existing legal protections for bald eagles, they still face serious and sometimes lethal danger from lead poisoning? Yes, lead poisoning.
We learned years ago that lead was toxic to humans. A few decades ago, the federal government successfully phased out leaded gasoline and lead paint. Although dangers from lead paint in older structures and from lead pipes that transport drinking water still exist, there are laws or practices in place to reduce or completely remove the risk to humans from lead in those sources. But interesting, we have no equal protections for animals or wildlife, even though lead is also toxic and deadly for them. Wildlife health officials have documented many cases of lead poisoning in eagles caused by them ingesting lead bullet fragments. So how does this happen? The fragments are ingested when eagles feed on the remains of hunted animals like deer that were shot with traditional lead bullets. Lead core rifle bullets can fragment into hundreds of pieces upon impact. So what happens is that these fragments are often dispersed around the actual bullet hole and throughout muscle and organs of the animal that was shot. After butchering an animal, many well-intentioned hunters leave the remains, which are sometimes called the gut pile, out in a field for wildlife to eat. When avian predators like eagles and hawks and other scavengers eat the remains, the bullet or its fragments may be ingested and can result in lead poisoning. So let's be clear about something. I believe most hunters are well-intentioned and are not intentionally leaving poison out for eagles and other wildlife. That's not the point here. However, well-intentioned or not, lead from the bullets used in hunting has sadly become a common source of bald eagle poisoning. So let's ask a critical question about lead poisoning in bald eagles. Is there any science or reliable data on it? Answer, Yes. Visit this blog topic at my website, www.copperrangellc.com, and click on the links to the sources that I'm going to describe next. So the University of Minnesota Raptor Center has shared some startling statistics on lead poisoning in bald eagles. For the past 40 years, 90% of the bald eagles received each year for all types of problems had elevated lead residues in their blood. 20 to 25% of these eagles had sufficiently high levels to cause clinical lead poisoning. In the last 24 years, over 500 eagles received or admitted to the clinic had either died or had to be euthanized due to lead poisoning. Data on the location and seasonal timing of lead poisoning events in eagles indicates that lead ammunition from both shotguns and rifles is the source of lead exposure. The University of Minnesota Raptor Center also conducted a 13-year retrospective study of lead poisoning in bald eagles. The years covered were 1996 to 2009. They tested the hypothesis that lead from ammunition and carcasses and gut piles of white-tailed deer is an important source of lead exposure for bald eagles. Here's what they found. A statistically significant seasonal and geographical association between the incidence of eagle poisoning and the onset of deer hunting season and hunting zones was present. A majority of eagle poisoning cases occurred during late fall and early winter with a significantly higher number of poisoned bald eagles recovered from the deer hunting rifle zone. About 75% of the lead poisoned eagles were adult or breeding age birds. 
There is conclusive evidence that spent ammunition in deer is a significant, if not primary, source of lead toxicity. There's also direct evidence that some cases of lead poisoning are due to shotgun pellets that may be embedded in small game such as pheasants, squirrels, and rabbits that may be wounded and subsequently consumed by eagles. And there is also anecdotal evidence that lead residues left in the carcasses of coyotes may be yet another source of lead poisoning in eagles. Other wildlife rehabilitators that are licensed to care for injured bald eagles have documented many cases of lead poisoning in bald eagles and even other raptors. Here are just a few. From the Wildlife Center of Virginia, lead poisoning is a significant and preventable health issue for bald eagles. From the Blue Ridge Wildlife Center, a recent Instagram post, they reported that more than 90% of the eagles they treat are positive for lead a metal that should never be in the blood at all. From Saving Our Avian Resources, a quote, data on lead levels from bald eagles admitted to wildlife rehabilitators in Iowa from 2004 to 2014 showed that 136 of the 273 eagles tested, or 50%, had an elevated lead level. Lead concentrations were highest during October to January, which coincides with the hunting and trapping seasons in Iowa. From Cornell University College of Veterinary Medicine, in over 300 bald eagles tested for lead over the last 22 years, 17% had lead levels high enough to cause death from lead poisoning. Overall, 83% had exposure to lead. Eagle populations have definitely rebounded, but lead is still a risk, particularly to the adult breeding age birds. The United States Geological Survey has issued a fact sheet on lead poisoning in eagles and birds. USGS, or the United States Geological Survey, notes that lead is a potent, potentially deadly toxin that damages many organs in the body and can affect all animals. Not only are eagles and other wildlife at risk from lead ammunition, a recent study showed that human consumers of wildlife killed with lead ammunition may be exposed to health risks associated with lead ingestion. Let me repeat that. Not only are eagles and other wildlife at risk from lead ammunition, a recent study showed that human consumers of wildlife killed with lead ammunition may be exposed to health risks associated with lead ingestion. This is based on studies showing elevated blood lead concentrations in subsistence hunter populations. So, you know, educating hunters and related organizations on the poisoning risk to wildlife from lead ammunition is a critical step in eliminating wildlife suffering and death. You know, and this work is being done by many wildlife health officials, rehabilitators, and others, including the Humane Society and actually some national parks. I discovered one wildlife center in California called the Ventana Wildlife Society that's really advanced protections for wildlife by implementing a program that voluntarily allows hunters to trade their lead ammunition for free non-lead ammunition. It's really a terrific idea. And, you know, there's lots of really very important details to this program, laws that have to be followed, because we're dealing with ammunition, we're dealing with bullets. Um, and an important backdrop on this is that in July 2019, the state of California 
their ban on the use of lead ammunition for all hunting took effect. Um, so this is the backdrop to this Ventana Wildlife Society's really innovative program. Nonetheless, based on its website, uh, Ventana Wildlife Society still runs its lead ammunition trade-in program. It's a really innovative way to partner with hunters and protect wildlife from the dangers of lead poisoning. I've learned a lot about bald eagles from watching and photographing them in the wild and from my wildlife rehabilitation experience and research. And I want to share a few final thoughts and facts that I find interesting and not always commonly known about our amazing national symbol. I've heard people repeat two misrepresentations about bald eagles that really need to be cleared up. First, um, eagles only eat fresh kill and don't eat carrion or dead food. That's a myth and that's wrong. They do eat carrion and they especially will eat carrion in the winter. Second, bald eagles teach their young to fly by throwing them in the air and letting them drop. That's also absolutely a myth and that's wrong. An adult eagle can only lift about a third of its weight. By the time a juvenile eagle is ready to fly, it weighs as much as an adult. So juvenile eagles learn to fly by what's called branching where they perch on large branches near the nest and sort of fly down to lower tree branches or the ground. It's kind of like taking small baby steps or small baby flights to learn how to fly. My blog post uh, has a link to an excellent resource on eagle cams, specifically the top five eagle cams in the country. You want to check that out. There are also links on my blog post to incredible stories about rescued eagles. You really want to check these out and learn about the incredible ways humans are saving bald eagles, but also some of the troubling circumstances and risks that bald eagles still faced. You know, sometimes we can believe that because we have so many laws that protect them, that they, you know, they're in, they're in abundant numbers, that they're fine, they're safe, but there are new risks and there are often always new risks that we need to learn about and we need to know the conditions that um, wildlife face. So I hope that all your eagle sightings are happy and inspiring. However, if you see someone harassing or injuring an eagle, or if you spot destruction of eagle habitat or find an injured or dead eagle, report it to your state fish and wildlife agency. And there's a list of those on my website blog. If it's a time urgent issue, Call 911, take as many photos of the situation as you can, and record the location of the abuse. If your area isn't equipped to handle wildlife or animal emergencies, contact the Humane Society. So, do you believe in the spirit of animals? It's said that if you've asked for guidance and you have an eagle sighting, it's a sign that spirit has heard you and is always guiding you. I love that. Thank you for listening today. Visit my website, www.copperrangellc.com, and click on blog, where you'll find links and resources to many of the issues in today's podcast. You can view my wildlife and nature images, send me an email, and keep up with my show schedule.